1: Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good evening, morning, whatever time you are listening to this podcast. We welcome you with open arms to Offensive Points Podcast. It is week six and we are excited. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points. Get on our TikTok. Get on our Discord. Get on IDP Army. Go buy the defensive metric system that Jordan makes. It's awesome. I've seen it all. It's brilliant. Go get it. And guys, we've got a hell of a show for you tonight. So I'm with Josh and Billy as always. Gentlemen, how are you? We're just doing so phenomenal. Um, Some
0: teams did really well this last week. Some teams shit the bed. Some teams are just dead all around. I I have all three of those people, those teams right now. That's fantasy football for you. You can draft the perfect team, but it really comes down to these moments. Pick up some guys, figure something out, make some trades. You'll be okay, probably.
2: So Bud Light had (laughs) a post on Facebook where they said, post your picture of your 0-5 team in here and we might send you some beer. So I did just that because I am the owner of an 0-5 team. And I did put my picture of my team in there because I do want some beer for the heartbreak that I've had to deal with this season in that league. So I'm glad to to see Bud Lights out there trying to do the Lord's work. I
0: really hope that they send you some beer. You deserve it with that team.
1: Mm -hmm. It is dog shit. Should send Jordan's team too. And you know what he's doing, ladies and gentlemen? He is setting his lineup still every week. He is not making (laughs) bogus-ass trades. And we are all happy, hunky-dory, and we're moving along here. So. It's a keep
2: it's a keeper league. I traded for Jamar Chase from Joe down here, and I'm going into 2022 with a big smile on my face. And that's give me give me Jamar Chase back. Exactly how we're gonna live life. <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> All right. On to week six in the NFL. Oh, wait, Billy, um, can I
1: stop you really quick? Okay, we're not on to week six yet. We we're we're still stuck on week five for a second because okay. Hollywood brown, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, uh oh fuck. You, buddy. That is all. I love you,
2: Hollywood. I have your jersey. Hey, while we're at it, can we talk can about Mark it?
0: Andrews and how he ruined my my fancy day as well?
2: Yeah, that was Mark Andrews, too. That I'll was have to awful. Of him too. Two touchdowns and
0: two two-point conversions
2: to win the game for Allen? Fuck Allen. Let's be honest. Let's blame the Indianapolis Colts <clears> because Frank Reich doesn't know how to coach.
0: He doesn't know how to coach defense.
2: Well, they also couldn't score. On the in the fourth quarter, either so
1: that didn't help. That's fair, but poor Frank Reich, man, he's a good as, coach. It, as it gets later <laughs> in the night. Sometimes it gets harder and harder to score. I mean, we all we've all been to bars before. <laughs> if you don't have that <laughs> shit locked up by halftime, it's probably say? not happening.
2: Ain't that the truth? Never want hey, to take it to overtime.
0: The Eagles really picked up that last night stand, though. It was real nice. It's always yeah. a
1: co- always a
2: coin flip. <laughs> all right, now <laughs> after that, officially on to week six. <laughs> In the NFL. We finally have some people that are coming back from IR. Tua Viola is on his way back. Looks like he's going to play this week. Uh, the CMC is apparently a coin flip to play. I don't know what to tell you about that. I, I, is he, he going to al- play? Is he not going to play? I- he almost played last
0: week, and now they're like, well, I don't know, 50-50. And it's like, yep. are you just trying to mess with people's game plan, or are you actually just saying you don't know?
2: This is a strong reminder for everyone out there go and check and make sure somebody didn't drop chuba because they on espn they they flip the projections back to where cmc is the starter and chuba is the backup and so somebody out there they may just not be thinking and may have dropped him so just go ahead and check always sure.
0: watch the waiver wire especially after waiver wire day, check to see if people drop. There's always some fun stuff on it. There's there's always
2: somebody who is not thinking clearly and they'll drop somebody that might come of value later on. So
1: keep that in mind. And I I do want to, is it like, so last week, Joe Mixon, we didn't know about him. We didn't know about him. And Zach Taylor came out Sunday morning and said, we're going to give him some medicine and see how it feels. See how it goes. So, I'm just I'm really tired of these half-assed news things. I mean, just tell us if the dude's going to play or not. If it's really you're going to give him some medicine and see how it goes. That's honest, but that's kind of ridiculous there. But at least it was news. At least coaches, it was, news. man. Coaches, coaches,
2: what what can you say? Just see how it goes. Trying to stay vague. For sure. All right, well, let's get on to the news for this week. Um, Clyde Edwards Ilair is going to be on the IR, so he's at least out three weeks. Daryl Williams is set to take over there in the backfield. Um, what are we thinking, Darryl Williams? What's our projection?
1: No. Our projection?
2: Yeah. What do you think? You
1: Twelve points.
2: Nice. That's a yeah. good. That's a good hearty projection.
1: No. Yeah. Six points. Six. Points. Wow. He looks better than Clyde edwards slayer does.
2: This. I mean. <clears throat> This right here is why you don't get rid of Damian Fucking Williams, by the way, Kansas City. Because if you're co- running back that nobody trusts go out, you could have a very competent, sup- supposed to be Super Bowl MVP running back in your backfield. But instead, get old Daryl Williams. Damian Williams would probably have the job at this point, anyway.
0: And you yeah. know edwards Hilaire. Maybe a split backfield, but yeah. Honestly, no. I think it would be. I think you're right. I think Daryl Williams has shown flashes and he's been good at times. It just seems to be that he's not a lead back material. He's almost better when people aren't planning for him. And I think it's going to be really easy to plan for him. And Washington wants to go out there and beat the Chiefs. So I imagine, yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Um, It kind of leads me into the next point for news. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler's reporting that the Chiefs are looking into, that's the quotes, trading for Marlon Mack from the Indianapolis Colts. Who has been seeking the trade? Who's been sitting on the bench collecting dust? What do we think? Should they make that trade or not?
1: I think they should. I mean, <clears throat> the, the thing that drives me nuts about Clyde Edwards Slayer is he tries to do the Le'Veon Bell patient thing, but their offense is so up-tempo and fast that the defense is already on their toes, so they sniff that that slow run pretty quick there. Uh, Daryl Williams looks better because he hits the hole a little bit more decisively, but Marlon Mack, I mean, I haven't seen him a whole lot. I haven't seen him play, but he is fast, and he hits the hole fast, so if they could get that sort of element to the team, it would make a huge difference to their running game.
0: Honestly, I think this Marlon Mack news came out at the exact time as waivers people were planning their waivers for the next day. So I always like to think that these things are more fantasy relevant than actual team relevant. Cause did Kansas city inquire about Marlon Mack? Yeah. But did a lot of teams inquire about Marlon Mack probably. So, I mean, is this going to happen? I have no idea. I hope it does honestly for Mac. And I think Indy's been baiting Marlon Mack these last couple of weeks. Now that he's, you know, back to hundred percent, they threw him in there for no reason. They, I mean, they could they could use Hines. They haven't really been using Hines the last couple of weeks because they just throw Marlon Mack in there for, you know, eight snaps and just see what he can do with it. And he's honestly looked pretty decent with it. It's not been great. He hasn't had a full workload. It's really hard to judge how good he's going to be from that. But he looks to be fully healthy. I mean, he had a couple of big runs, uh, you know, good eight, 10-yard runs. So I would love to see him on the Chiefs. I think he fits that mold a lot better than Edwards lair I think Edwards lair like Joe said, just kind of stands behind the line for two seconds and tries to pull a shady McCoy and just doesn't work.
1: Never works.
2: Yeah, I'll agree. I think Marlon Mack needs to be in this backfield, and I think that Clyde Edwards Hilaire would be on notice because I think Marlon Mack would be coming for that job if he ended up in Kansas City. Okay. Our next story has kind of been the huge story of the week. Um, Raiders coach John Gruden out as the Raiders head coach. Now, we're not going to be discussing all of the ins and outs of why he was he he was, I guess was he forced to resign? He just kind of chose hey, to resign yeah, amid yeah. everything. Hey, yeah, he had to resign. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I agree. And you know who had the best week because of this news? Our boy Urban Meyer. Best. Timing ever for our boy Urban. Honestly,
0: UM is still on notice because they can't win. They can't buy a game. It's so bad. Like, does he have... make
2: it out of London? That's the that's the best. <laughs> question. Is he is he still there?
1: Do they just leave him by one of those double decker buses while they're does out he, there? Or...
2: Does he <laughs> form UM's pub in England and just stays over there? Yeah,
0: I, uh, I I think he's sti- I don't know if this still works for the bet of the you know, if you're betting on odds. I don't know if I'm sure see, the sports book has talked about this, but technically Gruden wasn't fired. So the first coach fired would still be our boy. So he's still in the running, everybody. I just wow. I don't know. I, I got we got to look that up. I didn't think about that until just he's going to make it.
2: the finest fish and chips in all of South London. So prepared for that, our England friends have fun with our boy urban he's sure having a good time over there i'm sure already is he going to
1: coach the first london team that they actually send over there
2: now that is interesting
1: yeah just drop
2: him think, off let him see for thought bit.
0: i don't think the queen would be very happy about this kind of guy coming to her country nope so
1: yeah i can't really see the queen does In... the queen have like a, a, a an intimate knowledge over individual citizens absolutely Especially yeah. people like Urban Meyer.
2: Yeah. All right. Moving on. Saquon Barkley is going to be out two to four weeks. Um, that Devontae Booker has taken over for him. Barkley's ankle looked like it had a grapefruit. <clears throat> Coming out of the side of it. I don't know if you all saw that. I did not, but I'm not. Googling it right now. Um, yeah, it was a, I don't even, I think it was a dislocation or something. I'm not sure. Somebody stepped on it. But the like bone slash the like puffing of Oof. it looked like a tennis ball had grown inside of his ankle. I'm shocked that this is not something that ends your season, but apparently that's just what happens with this kind of an injury. So two to four <clears throat> weeks, Devonte Booker. How how are we feeling about the Giants who currently have everybody on their roster
1: near the IR? As an ankle injury aficionado, your ankle can get pretty damn swollen. It goes down pretty quick. And as long as it's – they said it was a lower sprain. So as long as they tape it up, he should be good to go. Um, Eventually here, it's obviously very painful right now. But the swelling itself doesn't scare me too much because my ankle has also been the size of a tennis ball. And I could still walk on it. I just had to wear a brace. It's pretty uncomfortable and all that stuff. But – I think the biggest concern here is that everyone is injured
0: on the Giants. And yes, it'd be it'd be different if it was just Saquon or just a wide receiver, not the quarterback, the three wide receivers, and the running back. So, I mean, do I think Booker steps in valiantly? Absolutely. Maybe not this week, but in the future, he's going to look good. I mean, I'm just I, if he if you picked him up, I get why you're starting him. Well, I actually talk about this in my game previews here in a bit, I believe. Um, But yeah, I just. The whole team going down at once is not good. Daniel Jones is still in concussion protocol as of right now. Um, and then Shepard and Slayton are trying to make their way back and Galladay's out. So I just, I don't know. I think as a whole, this team is just going to be some hot garbage for a little bit, but Booker might sweep up and just get fantasy points. So for fantasy, it might work out really well for him, but
1: I'm just not excited about
0: anyone on the Giants.
1: I'm not Except either. For like Except Booker. for Tony. Sorry. Hey, hey speaking of Tony... I was right about Sterling Shepard. He is a fraud. He's injured. It is the role that he played, not the player himself. It's oh, OK, is doing that it better is than him. that is super fair, because
0: that is exactly so, what he's, he's a been fraud. Doing. You're muted, Billy, for some reason.
2: <clears throat> with zero other with zero other people, I know my dog was having a uh, an episode. With zero other people to target on the team at the time that Tony was going off, like that's fine. He, if he wants all those yards, that's perfectly fine. He did look explosive. He looked like maybe he should have been on the field earlier. What does that say about the about the
1: Giants that they clearly didn't see that? But you know, it is what it is. It's not the first time we've said that about the Giants.
2: Yeah, they it seem won't to be have the last problem. either. It will. The it form, will not be the
1: last time. The form he had on that punch was impressive, though. It was. So here, yeah. here's
2: the story on Kadarius, Tony, was that last year during a Florida game, they this was going to be the last game that they had to win basically to get to the playoff. They still had to beat Alabama, which they didn't do. But to remain undefeated, they had to beat this team. And this man chucks a shoe about 20 yards down the field, gets kicked out of the game, unsportsmanlike conduct, moves the ball 15 yards forward, and Florida ends up getting upset. So those of us that have followed Tony knew this was going to happen eventually. This man just cannot handle. He's unhinged. He's the, the pressure of the moment gets to Tony for some reason. I don't know why he keeps doing shit like that. And my rage as,
1: knows no bounds.
2: Exactly. But honestly,
0: I don't understand how after a career game. And honestly, this could be a career game for good. You never know. Like, this is just, what second start. Yeah. Like it was your best game ever. You could have went out there and scored, I had 250 yards. If you kept playing, I mean, a little less less likely, but why would you put jeopardize that? I get it. You get angry. Emotions run wild. My emotions were running wild earlier when Joe tried to complete a trade and kept telling me to push it through. Not going to do
2: it. Fucking curmudgeon. Jeez. Okay, last bit of news. I'm going to pass this one off to Josh because this is his um, domain expansion football team beat that he's on.
0: I also do work with lawyers, so therefore I should be in this. Um,
2: I'm sure you're supposed to be talking about that.
0: Uh, I mean, it's fine. Is anything wrong here? <laughs> um, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, the 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 St. Louis football team is going to be the Chargers still. So I know that this this certain be news that trickles out, and it's slow, but it's happening now, and it's happening on some of the more major outlets. I don't know if NFL has directly reported on this yet, but. If you don't know, the ramps owe St. Louis a, a significant amount of money. And this court date is happening in January. And it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of money financials of some really rich owners coming out. Anyway, skip fast forward. There was a news report earlier in the week that basically right after this podcast went out, that we would get an expansion team, which doesn't make any sense because how are you gonna add one team to perfect divisions of four? So maybe you add two teams or you add four teams. It still doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. There's not going to be divisions of five unless you completely retool the divisions, which you're not going to want to do. So basically coming back to it, Chargers are coming to St. Louis. Maybe it'll be the Jaguars or something even more garbage, but uh, I I have a feeling it's going to be the Chargers. LA doesn't want them. And Kroenke is the owner or whatever, just contributor of that team. So uh, just keep an eye on that. That news story is going to happen. I don't know. It, it wouldn't happen for a couple of years or anything. And obviously the team moves really haven't done anything for the teams. It's just been the same team, just moving locations, but be good for St. Louis. We need that money. Um, and honestly just a football team. I miss watching football whenever I want.
2: Good point. Yeah. I think the Jaguars will head to London if they ever do decide to
0: move i don't know they they talked about that too and i i think that's i think that's a problem because then you're telling people they have to go change time zones each week or they or jaguars have to do it each every other week so that would be complicated too honestly honestly
2: they would probably do it where they played like eight home games and then like eight or nine away games and then just have them over here in the states for nine straight weeks or how they would probably for eight weeks. And- <laughs> They'd probably well,
1: practice and live in Jacksonville, and then just fly to the game. That would probably be the easiest way to do that. Maybe there, not is, there is no somewhere. easy way. To they live that. They There's would no live in the way. states, and then just pack up, fly over, play a football game. Fly I was back. gonna say,
0: like, you signed a guy, and he lives in Seattle, Washington. And it's like, ah, oh, man, you just you gotta you gotta come out here. And then you're on like a 15 hour flight to get to London. I mean, it's not that mm-hmm.
2: much, but oh, he'll be prepared to play. I'm sure that, that next day. Yeah, for exactly. the money
0: they make, I would fly. Oh, I, here we go. I, I would be interested in that, especially Mexico City as well, um, and then maybe even some Canada. But Toronto, I don't think Canadians care about football.
2: Well, they have their own football. Why would they need us? That's true. Can, Canadian football is a thing. Keep your own how league.
1: Many, how many people have died because of that uh, field goal post right in the middle of the end zone? There been any you know, deaths? You know, that's yeah. a good yeah. question. Injuries? I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not Rain
0: Man.
2: I don't know that off the top of my head. Come on, Josh. You would think we would have heard about it by now if there was a lot of it. That
1: goalpost is in a very dangerous spot. Like. Oh, yeah, dangerous game with that goalpost. Yeah. Canadians are hardcore, man. You know, you think
2: if Patrick Mahomes played in the Canadian Football League, he would try to like figure out how to throw it just beyond the goalpost so that only his guy could get it without, yeah. you know... Like a perfect lob pass. He would be using that to his advantage somehow. Oh, yeah. Belichick oh. probably would, too, to be honest. <laughs> or deflect true. it off the goalpost and your guy grabs it. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff going on. Awesome. All right. Let's move on. We're going to start a new segment this week. We're not doing right, wrong, really. So if you love that segment, come back in a couple weeks. We might Damn have to in. I like that segment. This weekend, or this weekend, this week we're going to do the Droppables. So, I've come up with, we've all come up with a list of 11 names that have been floating around the Twitter sphere and other various places about whether they should be dropped, kept, or maybe traded. So, we'll just start at the top. The wide receiver 51 in PPR on the season, LaVisca Chenault Jr. Josh, what do you think of LaVisca Chenault Jr. so far? What would you do? All right completely unprepared because i didn't think you'd
0: call on me first but i will say that you gotta be prepared after, at all times after last week i i thought or after two weeks ago i should say after dj chart going down i thought chenault would immediately step in and get nine ten targets seven catches 70 yards he did almost get the 70 yards but it was on one catch and i don't understand how that was the game plan for some reason trevor lawrence is only throwing the tight ends I can't say that I would drop him as of right now. It's been one game, very small sample size without DJ Chark there, but I will say that the Jacksonville Jaguars or the London Jaguars are just an absolute train wreck right now. And nothing makes any sense other than giving the ball to James Robinson. They've been doing that really well. So I would maybe trade for him by low on it, but I don't think he's droppable technically. Okay.
1: Joe, yeah. <clears throat> I see him as a holder, a, a possible by low, depending on your league size. Um, Really, ever since Dan Arnold showed up, uh, Trevor Lawrence really has eyes for him. And that's kind of Chenault's area of expertise right there. So he's moving into what Shark was doing and trying to go deep, hence the 70-yard catch. Um, This week, though, I really think that he's going to have a good game. He's going to have a show-out game. So if you could buy low on him now, you have a good opportunity to do so. But if I have him on my bench, I'm going to hold him. I don't see any reason to drop him for anybody.
2: Yeah, last week he had 99 yards, which was – I mean, we kind of all thought that was what was – more of that was to come. But then this week they barely used him. He had, I think, three targets. Maybe – it was either three or four targets this week. And it it looks like he didn't – his role was kind of being reduced. I think this is more of a systemal, systematic, systematic problem – man, barely spit that out – than it being a Chenault problem.
1: I think that Would they're – would you say it's an Urban Meyer problem? Sorry, Billy. I totally threw you, you know, off your roll there.
2: I would say it was his problem that this is happening. I think that he doesn't understand how to use the old, his own players on his team. He has Marvin Jones. He has LaVisca Chenault. Guess who he's targeting in the, all these fucking games? His tight ends. Like and, I know, of them. and I know that quarterbacks, the old trope is that quarterbacks love their tight ends. They love their big target tight ends. I don't want to hear that because he's used Marvin Jones. He's used LaVisca Chenault in weeks. It's just not consistent. And if we're not getting better, then we're just treading water. That's why we're 0-5. That's why we're the first team in NFL history not to kick a field goal in the first five games. That's what we're doing here. That's the, that's the kind of treading water bullshit that we're in. I did
0: not know that stat, and I absolutely love it.
2: Yes, they're the uh, first team in NFL history not to kick a field goal in the first five weeks of the season. So I wasn't as high on Chenault as everyone else was.
0: And I think, like I said, I think this is the perfect buy because most people that drafted him got him in the fifth, sixth round, maybe earlier, maybe later, I don't know. Um, but those people are desperate for something out of him. So if you can throw something at these people because they're they're not – thinking about dropping him and i get why you drafted high i mean obviously draft doesn't really matter anymore but that's how people think they're like i draft him in the fifth round i want him to be good he's going to be good but right now after that week i think that he goes back to normal and i personally think he's basically startable at this point i mean as a flex or something I'm i'm not excited about starting him but i think he could absolutely be that guy if given the opportunity and i think that a Chenault owner after the first three weeks and then seeing Shark go down, got really excited after being really bummed and is right back to being bummed again.
2: Yeah. Um, during the press conference on Monday, the coach said that he just, <clears throat> the game just didn't go that way. And I, I just can't, I cannot accept that. DJ Shark is probably going to be out for the entire season. The fact that we're not using LaVisca Chenault at this point, I mean, I think you could use him. I'm not sure of the sizes, by the way. But why couldn't he be a Cordell Patterson role out of the backfield? Something like that. Why couldn't he be that? Well, especially I mean, after losing bad. Etienne. Yeah, why why couldn't you use him that way? Just play like he, he can catch. Like that's his specialty is catching the ball I, I don't know. Very odd. So, Josh, you're voting to keep him or trade? Keep or trade? Joe, keep or trade. I'd probably do the same thing, Keeper or trade. I think you could trade low or buy low on him right now. Maybe somebody's not feeling it after the first couple weeks. There's a dude in the Discord that he's just – he's going through it with Chenault, and I feel his pain, but maybe not as badly as he is because, wow. But on to the next person on this list, Mr. Wide Receiver 61 himself, Allen Robinson. So the Bears <laughs> – I thought you had like the number and oh man. Ooh, sorry. That's it. In PPR leagues, Allen Robinson's wide receiver 61. That's where we're at right now. Justin Fields took over two weeks ago. Uh, Bill lasers, you know, doing his thing. Joe, what would you do with Allen Robinson right now?
1: So <clears throat> I've already done this. I did this a couple weeks ago. I'm buying Allen Robinson right now. He has played with bad quarterbacks before. He, He's overcame that. I mean, Bortles, Trubisky, Foles, you name it. He's always produced with it. This is a – the Bears came into the season with zero offensive identity. Nagy completely blew it. Um, Then we switched over to fields, and for whatever reason – well, I know why, but we haven't unleashed fields yet at all. It's just been – it's run it, throw it when you have to, run it, throw it when you have to. I think this is the week that – Jere Alexander is out. The Packers are going to be beatable. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw it all over the Chicago Bears. So I think that this is the week that we see some life from Allen Robinson. So it's a great opportunity to buy low on him. He's too good of a player and it's a long long season.
0: That was such a Homer opinion. I get not dropping him. I don't want to drop him. But I, as a owner of Allen Robinson, I absolutely want to drop him. I mean, they ran the ball. You're not going to. I, I get it. I want yeah. to, though. Yeah. I'm just saying, 37 carries in that game, and Justin Fields has not looked good. I know that everybody's saying Justin Fields good. Justin Fields is good. I hope he is. I hope he is. He hasn't looked it yet. I'm not banking on Robinson. I actually baited Robinson on a bunch of trades like three weeks ago because I didn't trust him. I Now I trust him less, and I don't think he's even viable. Like, I don't think you trade for Allen Robinson unless you're just throwing dirt cheap offers at the person, and they're just tired of him. So I get it if you want to drop Allen Robinson. I get it.
2: I get why you would as well. I I probably wouldn't just because I think I, I just have this internal optimist about me that thinks that eventually the Bears are going to start actually throwing the football. But if they can do kind of what they did last week, I think they might just do that, like play decent defense, run the football throw Allen Robinson five or six targets a game and just live and die by, you know, seeing what happens. I don't think they should do that. I think they should unleash Fields and he should be throwing for 300 yards a game. But if they can win doing it that way, then I guess they're going to try it.
0: I don't think they're going to be able to win doing it this way very, very long. I think people are seeing this. People saw this game. They see that stat line. They're going to make Justin Fields throw the ball and hopefully he's good. I just as a, I, and I like the Bears. I just, as so far, I was really excited about the Justin Fields draft pick so far i'm not seeing anything that looks good
1: yeah as it's it's not a homer opinion i just have a very intimate knowledge of this team but they so justin fields got zero reps with any of those wide receivers during the preseason he really didn't get anything until he was thrust into the starting role and so it's going to take a little time for the chemistry to develop just like Jacksonville with Chenault, I think it's a it's an organizational scheme. I mean, that's that's what the coaches want to do. Like Billy said, they want to run the ball, they want to play defense, but eventually they're gonna have to take the gloves off and throw some punches. And I think Allen Robinson's gonna be a big part of that.
2: I think it's gonna depend on who they're playing, honestly. Like if they're playing like the Chiefs, the Packers, something like that, you're gonna have to throw the football. That could be a good Allen Robinson game. But games like where they played the Raiders, where like they're kind of like a weird team anyway. You you know you're not gonna have to throw it as much. You're just gonna have to grind it out, and they did, and they won. So I mean, it worked this yeah. way.
0: I know it's the pot calling the kettle black. I'm not trying to say your team's bad. It's just they've looked bad.
1: No, my team's <laughs> bad. <laughs> I mean, my team's not today. good. I, I just they're they're really chosen from watching truthful. the game man. Yeah, no, I I have no no confidence in the team to make the right decision, but Remember it really just you... seems like they're trying to make Justin Fields be safe. Be, it's what they did to Trubisky when they took away his running ability. They yeah, just tried that. to mitigate yeah. his, his mistakes. I mean, they are not even doing design run plays. I think his
0: three for four rushing yards was scrambles and trying to get out of the pocket, which probably saved three sacks, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't get it because nobody's getting targets. Like Robinson had 11 targets week one. And then, and that was with Dalton and didn't do well because Dalton's terrible, but, I I don't know. I'm just. I just. I don't want to pass catcher on Chicago right now. Unfortunately, I own both of them.
2: All right, Josh says drop. Joe says buy low slash hold. To be fair, I say
0: I get hold,
2: but I. I would not buy. I would not buy low right now. Just wouldn't do it. Just you know, hold if you lowest
1: it's ever going to be.
2: It's you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. But I. I would not be selling. If you're somebody. in
1: a dynasty league, this is a great yeah, opportunity. That's a good time for him. dynasty, for
2: sure. Okay, well, in dynasty, yeah, for sure. There's people that listen. A lot of people that listen to this are in dynasty leagues. So. I know, but of course, like LaVisca Chenault, obviously he would be a buy too if somebody nah, was nah, second season.
0: Then I don't think anyone's selling LaVisca this early. I, in don't, I don't
2: think so either. Allen Robinson owner shouldn't be selling, but. You know, I would
0: absolutely you. sell him in dynasty.
2: I would I check. would sell him in any league if anyone would buy him. Okay. Let's move move on to our next contestant, Mr. Wide Receiver 70 in PPR himself, Robbie Anderson of the Carolina Panthers. I'll start this one because this shouldn't be happening to Robbie Anderson. He's getting the correct number of targets per game to succeed. He's just not catching them. (laughs) And it it might be Darnold. It might be the ghosts of Jets past. We know Darnold has a problem with ghosts. This could be an issue that is just not going to fix itself. I I don't know. Robbie Anderson was good with Sam Darnold in New York. Why he's not better now, I don't know. And he's still, I don't know. He's still getting the correct number of targets. I think better days ahead. However, I would probably be okay if you dropped him in season-long drafts.
0: If you're in a 10-man with a small bench,
2: absolutely get it.
0: Yeah. If you dropped him for Tony in, on the waiver wire, I, I absolutely get it. I just
2: uh, That's an upgrade.
0: The problem with Robbie Anderson in the first place is, except for with the with the exception of, I believe, last year when he was pretty consistent, he's always kind of been that boomer bust player. And so far, all you're getting is busts. I mean, he had that 157-yard touchdown week one, and then after that, it's just been under 50 yards. Yep. Yeah, he had five catches against Dallas week four, but that's you don't want nine points. I mean, that's Allen Robinson
2: numbers. Darnold's not a long ball thrower. Like no, he is not. He came into the league. Everybody said he was going to be that. He's not. He's a short dump off or short crossing route to DJ Moore across the middle. That's just the passer that he is. It's it's not. It's not going to work.
1: He's. I mean, he's played some really good defenses coming in. Um, some. I mean, you had Dallas, a Philly. I mean, what's Philly number two against wide receivers all year? I mean, it's pretty crazy um you got new orleans he was on Lattimore, and depending on who they were matched him up with throughout the game he's had some rough defenses i agree with billy it's better days are ahead but if you have to drop him by all means
2: okay mine's drop josh drop joe drop if you have to yeah, yeah. i mean if you I'm got, pretty got pretty a deep indifferent bench. On it
0: yeah i I'm, i get if you want to hold him but you're not getting anything for him at this point it's true
2: all right, further down the trash chute we go, Mister Wide Receiver 83, Brandon Ayuk from San. And that Francisco. is not
0: his number. That is his ranking.
2: Yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, the wide receiver 83 in BPR this year, Mister Brandon Ayuk. I already dropped him. So
0: eight. I catch. don't really. No, no. no time talk time, on, time on. Okay, Season okay. long stats. Eight catch and he's played all five games. Eight catches, ninety yards and a touchdown. Man, that is one good game or five really shitty ones. <laughs> I just gone. I already dropped him. I mean, it's a small bench league and a 10 man, but gone. I don't I have actually, much
2: to add. I say drop him as well. Just uh, get
0: rid of him. It's not happening. If you if you see him in free agency and you got a you got a bench slot open, sure, pick him up. But I I don't I don't want him on my roster anymore. I don't know why they don't know how to use him It's their bye week. Maybe they figure out how to,
1: but especially him being on a bye.
2: I need to know what he did to Kyle Shanahan this offseason because wow. That's some
1: hate. Yeah. See, I'm a a firm believer in talent on it. So I think that he is the talent to bust out of this, whatever this seems to be right now. I'm not really sure. I figured with Kittle being out, that was going to help him. Um, It's not a good situation at all. But like, I have him in a league. He's my sixth wide receiver. So I'm just going to hold and. Probably drop him eventually, but there's a chance he comes back and puts up some points. I like the talent. I like that
0: optimism, Joe. Yeah. Keeps I strong. just maybe, maybe it was all flashes in the pan last year with the... the he was the team. only guy last year. He was the was only a... guy. That's I think that's my biggest thing is he looked great. He hurdled the Eagles, dude. Uh I think it was who was it? Epps, Mike Epps. And that looked great. And they've showed that highlight over and over and over again throughout the year. But he literally was the only guy on the team except for Kendrick Bourne and I think Kittle played
2: half the year. Did he even play? No, Kittle was out pretty much the whole year. Yeah, he was out the last six, seven
1: weeks. I think when so, Jimmy G
2: comes back, this could get better, by the way.
1: This this offense just isn't a big passing offense. I mean, it's, there's,
2: it's a weird offense. Yeah.
1: Also, with all the running backs
0: coming back, maybe Hasty, probably Jeff Wilson. I don't know. Kittle's probably going to be
1: back after the bye, I believe, right? Or is, no, he's on IR. Yeah, he's, it, I don't know. It was an ankle thing. Or was it a cat? I don't remember. But he's on the three week IR Yeah, so
0: I'm just saying i get it if you want to get rid of him i didn't you just didn't you just trade him i, I have an offer out?
2: sitting i' had an offer and it was sent to me and I'm thinking about it i you should i'll, I'll I, let you know by the end of this podcast honestly it's it's dynasty you probably shouldn't it's dynasty so that's why i'm haven't clicked it already okay moving on Tight end, 15 Jared Cook Droppable, not droppable. I, I okay, I'll start actually with this one because this is pretty easy for me. Parnum is taking the job. Like that's the thing. He's seeding the job away to Donald Parnum. And if save for one catch for twenty nine yards in the fourth quarter of that absolute nightmare of a game, which I'll get to after we do finish the segment, then he was useless <laughs> in that game. So I, I think I would stick with and even Parnum only so got be fair. Parnival got two targets. I get it. You caught the touchdown. That that's gonna trump that. You know, one target or two targets for you know one catch for 29 yards.
0: If there are better guys available, I think this just goes the show. Like Jared Cook's kind of that middle of the pack anyway, as it is for tight end. If there's better guys available, yeah, absolutely drop him. Like if right this this week, if Ertz isn't there still, i am dropping for the Ertz for this week. Just to start them. I don't think anyone's getting excited about Jared Cook hitting free agency. So I think you could always pick him back up. I I mean, depending on how deep your league is and whatnot. But I get it if you want to. But I I think that the Chargers are so – you never know what's going to happen with the Chargers because sometimes Eckler has a big game. Sometimes Eckler doesn't touch the ball. Sometimes Mike – actually, always Mike Williams goes off. Uh, Sometimes it's a Keenan Allen week. Sometimes it's a Jared Cook week. So –
2: and Parnham now. So there's see how many targets Mike Williams had last week? No,
1: but I watched him go off against my team. 16. It was ridiculous. That's insane. I didn't like it.
2: All right, Joe, what are you doing with Cook if you have him?
1: Dude, the tight end, the tight end is such a nightmare this year. I mean, he has the opportunity to get you a touchdown. And really, with a lot of these tight ends right now, that's pretty much that's all you, you can ask for. So I drop him. I'm, I don't give a shit. I mean, you have as much luck with anyone else getting a touchdown, but. Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. Jared Cook knows the end zone. So,
2: uh, The craziest part about the tight end position this year, Kyle Pitts, who hasn't really had that great of a season yet, is tight end five. That should show you how bad the position is. It's
0: because he went off last week, though. I mean, that's well, a pretty I high know, score but for
2: he, exa- But I'm saying, like, he's been that bad this season. Like, the, the position's been that bad this season to where even he, just one week of going off, vaulted him to number five tight end. Like, that's horrible.
0: To be position. fair... And I'm defending Kyle. Fair. I'm defending Kyle Pitts here. He's had an okay tight end season up until that twenty-eight. It wasn't like he put up zeros and then he had a
2: twenty-eight. Well, I know, but or whatever for it is, where you probably like, drafted him. That's ahead of Hawkinson. That's what I was, that's that's what what I was telling you to be fair. I know. Well, tight end five's usable.
0: Yeah, tight end five if he gets twenty-eight every five weeks.
2: That's true. Okay, moving on. So everybody drops. Cook if if you if there's really something better on the waiver wire all right running back 62 trey sermon come on down we dropping him we're not dropping him
0: i actually want to hear your guys opinions on this because i'm in a league with you can only have five running backs and he is one of them and there are better
1: options in free agency in a 12 man yeah. so this, this is a drop for me uh, on here, um, you got a ton of guys coming back here. We know Elijah Mitchell kind of took over that job. Jeff Wilson, they love using him. It's just going to be a full-blown committee, I think. Plus, Hasty looked really good, too. Trey Sermon had the opportunity to kind of cement himself as that guy, and he did not take that, so I'm dropping him.
2: Lance is also a big rushing threat, so goodbye, Sermon. It's been fun.
0: He had one game where he was the only running back. And he got 89 yards and nineteen, which is super respectable. But that's all he did. He's not catching the ball. I think that's my biggest problem with him. He's not catching the ball right now. Yeah. And without that, he's just an eight point player unless he gets a touchdown.
2: Yeah. I'm good. And he- that's if he has the starting role. I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's fine. I'm I'm fine dropping Sermon. Got him. Okay. On to our next one. Running back forty eight. Tyson Williams of the Baltimore Ravens. I want to Try know what he think. did
0: to John Harbaugh.
2: Like, what did he do
0: to the coach where he just gets sat one week, just sat after play? Pretty good, at least, right? I mean, I don't. I, I think he cut him. I just I don't think you really want any Baltimore Ravens running back. I think I get to this again uh, in the game notes, but week one did great. Week two, okay. Week three, barely anything. Week four, sat. Week five, nothing. I just, you're, it's over, right, for him. Like,
1: yeah. yes, okay. I cut him okay. in four leagues for the likes of Booker, Daryl Williams, and Tony. So it was pretty easy for me. I didn't even think about it. The
2: the thing about Baltimore is nobody's really taken that role. Like Latavius Murray's technically the the starting running back, but he can't break a run off to save his life. I mean, it's just. He's got he's missing the speed. To but be he's fair, better than he's better than Le'Veon Bell. He's better than Tyson Williams. It's
0: to just, be fair, Lat Murray had two walk-in touchdowns if Lamar Jackson just handed him the ball. Yeah, but, but he did welcome
2: to Baltimore. <laughs> exactly. So I think we all can agree. Tyson Williams, goodbye. On to running back 51, Kenyon Drake of the Las Vegas Raiders. So Obviously, Josh Jacobs is there, so he, he he as long as he's healthy, you're already gonna have a split workload anyway. Um, but what do we think, guys? What do we think about Kenyon Kenyon Drake? All right, going forward, let's
0: let's lay out the Raiders' year so far. They upset Baltimore. They beat Pittsburgh. They beat Miami. Whatever. And they lost the Chargers. They lost to Chicago. In the three games they won. Mr. Drake had catches and 30, 40, 50 yards and scored halfway decent fancy wise and got some runs and in between the last two weeks, he was completely phased out of the offense, had one carry and two carries, no catches. I don't know if he had targets or not, but he didn't have any catches. And maybe you just use Drake because honestly, I don't know what their obsession is. I mean, I don't get wrong. I get Jacobs is a, a good running back, but he hasn't done anything good. And he's not a pass catching back, even though they've been using him as it for some reason. I just don't understand why you just stop using Drake. You won three games, and like I mean, just looking at the stats, you won three games, and he had five catches, mostly each game. Why aren't you using him? Yeah. Like you're
2: down in both of these games. Like you think you'd use your pass catching back? I don't. know. I don't know. The I concern I, the concerning number for me is that Kenyon Drake had one target last week, and Josh Jacobs had five. Kenyon Drake was brought there not to be the running, the running back, but to be the pass catching back. James White rule. Yeah. Or yeah, or like Naheem Hines or something like that. But they're not using him that way. So why did you even trade for him is the better question here. But
0: Okay. Okay. So the two weeks Jacobs has been back, he scored 10 and 15 fantasy points, gotten forty rush yards each game. Five catches and four catches of 17 and 19 yards. You're telling me Drake wouldn't have got 30 or 40 off of that? know i just don't understand why what they're what they're trying to do here
2: i mean i don't think
1: they know their line's not their line sucks i mean it's i don't i don't know if this whole ordeal has they traded the
2: o-line an alignment to get drake is a part of the yeah no their o-line
1: sucks and he's he's not catching passes he's not really doing anything beneficial so cut him yeah I disagree I disagree I think that maybe the Raiders in
0: a new regime. Honestly, whenever a new coach or a new quarterback comes in, I like to buy players on those spec teams. Spec ad? Spec ad, for sure. That's the but spec that's, ad right now. It's Marlon. Right. Marlon Max the spec ad.
2: No, um, it was, it was uh, their special <laughs> no, yeah. team. Okay. Yeah, um, Yeah. But it I just. like the strength and conditioning coach or something. You
0: have to think that whatever was going on was messing with John Gruden's coaching ability. They started off three and oh, and I say whatever was going on. Obviously what was going on. <laughs> Um uh, but I just I just think that they gotta go back to that. They see that a new coach is coming in, they see Drake, and I imagine they've seen a lot of Drake as being the special teams coach. So fucking play him, just use him. I don't, I don't, I don't drop him right now. If anything, I try to buy super low on him, just try
1: to throw Michael Carter at him or something.
2: I'm I'm keeping Michael Carter. I would
1: much rather have Michael Carter. I would definitely
2: rather have Michael Carter. It's
1: the Jets, man. Throw Damian Harris at him.
2: <laughs> yeah, Damian Harris would be a good throw. Cause I think Ramon J. Stevenson's coming, but from one Raider to the next Raider wide receiver, 37 Henry Ruggs is the next person. So this one, I feel a little bit less confident in dropping. Um, you,
0: can't, you can't drop him.
2: It's only because he's going to have one of those weeks where he goes like three for 130 yards and two touchdowns. And you're going to be like, damn it. Why is he on the waiver wire? Because of me. I, I don't think I could do it.
0: You can absolutely not drop Henry Ruggs. His worst game so far is seven points. Allen Robinson's got that beat. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm done with Allen Robinson. But Jeez no, I Christ. I mean, honestly, his his worst game was two catches for 46 yards. And I just, yeah, he's going to have those games. And I think you always knew this as you're drafting a speedy wide receiver on a, to be fair, we didn't know what kind of team this was going to be, an okay team, yeah. but I think the targets are there. He's averaging what six targets a game. I just I don't see you getting rid of him. Once again, new regime. I'd buy rugs right now because he's very cheap. Yeah. I wouldn't throw anything. I don't think
2: he's very cheap. I think he's about middle of the pack.
0: Really? I would sell rugs for pretty cheap. But I mean, I'm just saying, I I just I have him on my team and he's just sitting there. He's probably never gonna start, but I just I can't drop him.
2: Exactly.
1: So the big thing with rugs is bye weeks are coming up. And he's one of those players that you can put in your wide receiver slot on a bye week in a pinch, and he could win yep. you a week he could, if he has that three-for-130 game. And that's the beauty of guys like that. I mean, that's, that's I will deep. say,
0: do not like his next couple of games. He plays no.
2: Denver, then Philly, so Sertain, then Slay. But he only needs <laughs> one. Like last week, he caught one pass for 51 yards. I mean, the other passes were only for nine yards total, but there was one pass for 51 yards. So it's like just that there could be just one broken coverage where he beats the person because he's faster than everybody. And that could be the one, the one that he needed. Yes. Yeah. So no, the I agree thing with
1: Denver is Kyle Fuller lines up on the side that Ruggs is going to be on this week. And Kyle Fuller does not look good. So I, you have yeah, to imagine, you have to imagine that they'd
0: probably swap, right? I mean, they're not going to cover Brian Edwards really with certain, right?
2: Don't know.
1: Kyle Fuller Question. only plays the left side. That's so dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to learn both sides, bud. All right. So
2: it's a hold hold by, possibly. I'm not I'm not it. Okay. All right. Last person on the list for this week, our first our first and only quarterback, Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I personally would be just fine it dropping him. That that's fine. Super flex even. If there's a better option on the waiver wire, I would probably take him. The only
0: thing that he's got going right now is he started using his legs, and that's an extra seven eight points each game. But without that, and if he can't, and which he shouldn't, I don't, I don't, I don't think Lawrence's gonna be good for a while. That team needs to build, and that team needs to We're figure out. The they need to get rid of uh, Urban Meyer too. So I just feel like there's a lot of problems there. I just grind with. Yeah. Hey. I think that would be the time when Urban Meyer – don't do not do it. When Urban Meyer's gone, that I feel like – I mean, he plays Seattle, and I'm, I'm just guessing they'll be gone by the bye week. Indy looked terrible. San Francisco's been kind of mediocre. Atlanta, he's got some good matchups there. I could see why you'd want to keep San him San Francisco's
2: defense has been good this year.
0: That's fair, but – They've had a their couple of offense. Games, so. been dodged, yeah, that's true. They'll, they'll, they'll destroy him.
2: Okay. Well, anyway, there's some good matchups.
0: I think he's a waiver wire plug and play kind of deal. I think it's going to be those, those rookie quarterbacks, especially in redraft. I just don't think they're worthy of a start right away. I mean, Herbert obviously was different last year and I think Lance is good to go. As long as he's running, I will say he did look good. Um, I'm still worried about that team as a whole. Cause they don't know how to use their wide receivers, but um. His running, his running does look good.
2: The passing is our, kind of our Lord good. and Savior. Davis Mills looked like a champ last week. Yeah, he did. I, I just dropped him the week before, and I was just Dude, like, Houston. Know. Houston fans are already like saying that, like they don't need a quarterback in this upcoming draft. They've got
1: Davis Mills. He did look okay. Man. Well, he did look okay, but yeah. it's just
2: like if you have a chance to have a better one, you would rather have that. But so
1: here's my thing. If you're not in a super flex, there's absolutely zero reason for you to be holding on Trevor Lawrence.
2: Agreed.
1: Absolutely zero. People just get excited about the rookie. They do.
2: People don't need a backup
1: quarterback. You do not need a backup quarterback in fantasy football. Now, when you have teams or leagues with like position limits where you can only have X amount of players, hold on to a quarterback. That's fine. If you got a young guy, if you got a Lance or a Fields or something that, Shows rushing ability. By all means, you can hold on to them. But Trevor Lawrence, at this point, there's zero reason for him to be on your team. Drop him.
0: I said this last week, I'm pretty sure. But I, I get why you want to keep him. But I don't. Agreed. Drop his ass.
2: Okay. Drop his ass. That's enough of the droppables. Hopefully that was helpful for some people. Maybe not for others. We don't care either way. Hopefully you found that information good, though. I hope you did. All right. On to our one-minute recaps of our favorite teams. Um, I'll go first this week, actually, because I've got some. But I want
0: to go first. Fine. I'm I'm just kidding. No, go ahead. I actually want to hear what you got to say here.
2: All right. And I'll go. All right. So the first half of this game was a lot of fun. The third quarter, kind of fun. Not really anything to worry about. And then the fourth quarter happened with this goddamn team. I hate him so much. So the the secondary ends up getting hurt slash I guess just flat tired. I'm not sh- I'm you know they they are were down three people on the secondary by the second half and Herbert was torching them and they knew it too. So I even told people like, "Hey, Eckler's going to have a bad game. Eckler's going to be bad." He was until the fourth quarter happened, and then a fucking nightmare broke out in in la i i don't people are wanting to blame this on baker this is not baker's fault the defense gave up 47 points what do you want baker to do about that i get that you want him to score 48 okay fine you got him but it's not baker's fault everybody
0: perfect one minute i'm so proud of you one minute one minute joe I want to hear what you got here, man. I'm pretty excited because I've been just ripping on your bears all podcast. And I you really am, man. I'm so, sorry. I just don't. All right,
1: all right. You're good. You're good. The bears are playing with some swagger right now. And I like it. I like the momentum. I like the attitude, the team's showing overall, overall, that defense is really starting to gel. And they're starting to play with some similar swagger that we saw in 2018, where they are actually actively celebrating. They're doing all this stuff. It's not just running out there and get beat. So As a Bears fan, that's pretty exciting to see the offense. They need to take the leash off of Justin Fields and let him play. But it was very, you know, changing from laser or to laser from Nagy was awesome. It was a great move for the Bears. The run game looks good. The Lions starting to play a little bit better. So the team as a whole is starting to gel. So I'm excited to see if we can carry this momentum over to next week against Green Bay. Um, I mean, really, the Raiders didn't have an answer for us. And that was that was pretty surprising to me as a fan.
0: Beautiful. Yes. Yes.
1: All right. Let's talk about
0: the Eagles. The fuck was that? Like, seriously, what the heck was that? We we do. If we could just do this every week, we'd probably win some games. Slay showed up. The defense had three picks and a block field goal. It's like 12 things. The offense looked like super hot trash, but a win's a win. I don't care. I'll take it. I don't get the play calling at all, Sirianni. Hand it over. You suck at it. There's a reason you've never played called plays and stuff. So just, just, just stop. Get out of it. the The start of the games are awful at all times. I didn't even know that I had hopes to be let down for this team or to be brought up. I guess I was so meteorically happy about this game, this win. I was like, "Holy shit, they won!" The joking contest. I was like, "Did yeah. you, did you see that? Like, they actually did something."
1: Yeah. You were quiet the whole day, I and mean, you're like, <laughs> "Wow, did that really happen?" I oh, just okay. Don't we're it. winning. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Devontae's a must start. Must start each week. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge game sooner rather than later. And you don't trust any running back at all on this team. Personally, that was a little over because Joe interrupted me, but it's fine. Um, I, I personally, I don't know what to expect with Tampa Bay. I imagine we're going to get our asses kicked, and I think all. But I'm a little worried that I got my
2: hopes up now. You know what happened? I picked Sam Darnold up off the waiver wire and started him on I can my shitty ass. 0-5 well, actually. Team.
0: To be fair, I said that the running back would be the start against the Eagles because we can't stop running backs, which still
2: holds true. My shitty 0-5 team, anybody on it is doomed. Doomed to lose. I
0: did learn why the Eagles are doing that. They're playing two safeties, so we don't get beat deep, which we really haven't, honestly. And our corners have looked great. Our safeties are a little mediocre, but... Oh. Sorry.
2: Yeah, well... That was that. <laughs> I I can't say much. My team lost in a heartbreaking fashion, so I'm used We're to this. Not pumped about that. But do you want to know something funny from this past week? Every per, every player except for one on my shitty fantasy football team, their team actually lost the game too. And the only reason that one won is because he was playing against another guy. So they couldn't both lose. So <laughs> even the players on my team can't win the football game. So whatever. All right. Let's go. On right. The
0: watch. Let's get to the watch. And we need to get a game of Thrones thing without getting sued uh, for the watch. Cause this should be great. Um, I actually had a great time putting this together because obviously everyone knows the big pickups each week. I'm not going to tell you about that. Cause you're listening to this Thursday and Friday. These are the people you're going to get later. My first one, and I know you guys are going to laugh at this, is a quarterback. I start, I'm just going to go in order here. Quarterback, Carson Wentz. I get it. I get it. it. was one good game. But really, it's only been one bad game, three okay games, and a good game. I mean, in reality, if you look at it, he's one touch, one passing touchdown away from being perfectly relevant. He gets one a game, basically. And if Hilton never comes back, he loves Pittman. If, if they make a move and trade for a wide receiver, I think this team could be super relevant. And not to mention, he was throwing Jonathan Taylor. They weren't even using Heinz. So I don't know. I'm just saying, think about it for bye weeks coming up. If you got some bye weeks coming up and you don't have much out there, I know Wentz is available. He's a, a, only owned in 18% of the league, so you should be able to grab him. Next one, Matty Ice seems to be piecing it together. I don't ever feel safe starting him or Wentz for that matter, but I, it could certainly be worse. You could be starting Trevor Lawrence each week because somebody out there has been doing that or hopefully is done with that. But um, just saying, bye week's coming up. This is, this is I, I'm not, there's not that much exciting stuff out there except for people I've talked about in the past. Uh, running backs, Mr. G.O. Bernard, owned in 12% of leagues and has had two solid weeks in a row now. Uh, one in between where he didn't play, of course, but it seems like Rojo's phased out. Could be the new James White for Brady. He loves that guy. And honestly, the wide receivers are still doing it. And Bernard's doing good. If someone happened to get injured or if it was just a game where they couldn't get open, say someone figured out how to, there, there could be a check down game for geo and two 10 point PPR games is pretty great. Sony, Michelle Henderson is in for a big week, most likely, or maybe they pull him if they go up too quickly. So Sony, Michelle could be actually a sneaky start this week. Um, and he's looked good in his limited role. And if, Henderson's been kind of banged up as it is. So if you have a chance, I wouldn't be upset about driving Sony and stashing him. Uh, Khalil Habat. We were just talking about the bears. Uh, Only people I want to own on that team is the running backs. And yes, this is a fill in for Monty. Williams has looked good as the fill in as well, but the Raiders also look terrible. Um, And I've already talked about how I don't like fields. So I just, he got 18 carries for 75 yards and that's more touches than a lot of good running backs out there. He's done in 4% of leagues, probably more now. And then we talked about Marlon Mack already on the pod. Uh, you never know. He might be going to the Chiefs. He might go to a different team. I just, I, the way he's looked and the way the Colts are dangling him out there, I'd think about it. Wide receivers, we got a little bit of Tim Patrick and is still not owned in the majority of leagues, only at 35%. And yeah, sure, Judy comes back soon, but Patrick has looked solid. And all four weeks has, uh, all but week four, my apologies, is 12 plus points in PPR. So think about it. Jameson Crowder, I've already talked about this a couple times, but he's only owned in 29% of leagues. He had a little bit of a down week last week, and I get it's the Jets, but he's a he's a wide receiver two, wide receiver two on a team that's always gonna be throwing. So think about it. And your last chance, last chance to get Rashad Bateman. Get on the train, maybe. I don't know if he's gonna play or not. They're gonna take him off IR eventually. And I feel like the second he plays and the second we see one good route, everyone's picking him up. Only owned in 13% of leagues. And Other than that team, Mark Andrews and Marquise Browns are the only people, and Sammy's gone for a little bit. So if he does play this week, we're going to really see what he's about. And then, Billy, glad you're here. Glad you're here to listen to this. Maybe Billy was on to something. Mr. Sun God St. Brown for the Lions. With Cephas out for the year, the Sun God and Khalif have been uh, picking up. This is Amon Ra St. Brown for those who don't know who that is. Uh, (laughs) Eight targets in back-to-back weeks and them forgetting how to use Hawkinson might be That just might be the thing now. And then I'm on the tight end... You
2: can't use both. Like, you could use both of them. I don't know.
0: I don't get it. I don't Either. get it. But, I mean, eight targets in a row for Amon Ra and only being owned in 7% of leagues is just wild. I mean, there's wide receivers on your team right now that aren't getting eight
2: targets, so... Plus, he's got an awesome nickname, so, I mean, come on. I mean, isn't that, like, what his name means? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I know Ra means son, so... I think
0: it literally... Amon Ra is the sun god or something okay well anyway I don't know. we'll look we'll that up don't I'll don't quote it. me on it all right get that i got a few tight ends to go through hunter henry it's probably too late but he's been the dude in case he had everyone assumed it was Janu, and for that matter Janu, pick him up because people might be dropping him because they think hunter henry's the dude either one of these guys an injury to the other one is the other one is golden and has a perfect chance i'm not trying to wish injuries on anyone i don't i don't want that but just keep your eye out on your waiver wire. If Hunter Henry's still available, grab him right now. He's had touchdown and back-to-back weeks. And John, you, you never know. Maybe he will become – is that what it means? Amon Ra does mean sun god. So it's literally his name. He is sun god St. Brown. So pick <laughs> him up. Anyway, John, you and Henry, pick him up. They should be owned in both leagues. I don't care. I get Hunter Henry has been good, but you never know. And not to mention, tight end has been a crapshoot. And I already talked about this, but Zach Ertz, uh, right now, Goddard has COVID and will be out for the game most likely tomorrow unless somehow he performed COVID tests negative. So just think about it. And I think Ertz will at least get six targets and will most likely get meaningful ones. So with with just one of them in, you always play the other one uh, or the one who's playing, sorry. And then Gerald Everett, another Billy special here. Um, Anytime there's a new QB or coach, like I said, I love grabbing shots in the dark and – I was right about Cephas. I was. I was until he died. But <laughs> it finally appears that Gerald Everett is going to return, and he went five for 54 and a touchdown the last game he played. So with Gino in, he might look to, for some checkdowns. Exactly. Seven, 7% of leagues right now. That is a steal at tight end. You want to grab these guys before you have to use a waiver move on them too. I don't know if you guys know that yet.
2: So that's That's, why the, this that's the point of this. Is. a lot cheaper that's that That's the point way. of this. Yeah.
0: And then you can keep your waiver for the running backs because you don't want to buy a tight end on waivers. Exactly. If you don't have to.
1: All right, Yosef, so give us some... Uh... I want to touch on Josh's Oh. Sony Michelle pickup real quick here. Uh, oh, were you uh, listening? I didn't even know you were in the room, man. Oh, yeah, I was eating some lunch, man. <laughs> <Is> he, <laughs> he, whatever he gonna... time of the day it is. But no, man, uh, so I don't know as a Daryl Henderson owner how you can feel confident that he is going to keep that job the entire year because if you watch that game at all... Sony Michelle was in there a lot, oftentimes for an entire drive at a time, and he looked good doing it. So I don't see how this doesn't become a more even timeshare at all.
0: That's Um, what the Rams had set up for with
1: Henderson and Akers,
0: and that's why I don't get it. Like Henderson owners, you just traded him, uh, which was a phenomenal trade for you, by the way. So I will just say that Honestly, I would potentially, in a a pinch with buys and injuries, I would start Sonny Michelle this week. I think you can get 10 points out of him at the very least. Yeah.
1: I think think his role is only going to grow, man. I mean, it's watching that game. I mean, Matthew Barry had that whole thing about how he's going to be a top 15 running. Henderson's going to be a top 15 running back the rest of the year. How can you say that after watching that game? That was scary. If he didn't get that touchdown, he didn't do a damn thing for you. I mean, yeah. Had...
0: so, so far the, the statistics or not the statistics, but the numbers for Henderson has been like straight 16s and 17s, 15s, whatever, which is phenomenal for consistency's sake. And that's what you yeah. want from running back. But th- that's so scary because if you look at the numbers, it's not good without those touchdowns. Like, yeah. And Sony might poach those. Also, I will say just super unrelated to Sony Michelle, I guess, kind of, you just talked about Matthew Barry. I have not seen his face in so long and I love it. This ESPN plus bullshit that they're doing with the, love hate and all that stuff i haven't even seen it and i love it i I, i'm sure you somebody of you some of you guys are paying that 3.99 per month just listen to our podcast we'll literally give you the same kind of information maybe people that'll play okay maybe the people that'll be good the dude makes eighty thousand dollars or whatever it is to talk about fantasy football so
2: except for mike clay we love mike clay we do like mike clay sorry noted eagles fan mike clay I'm sorry. My apologies. I'm just saying. I'm. I. No, I'm saying he's a part of your uh, your tribe.
1: Oh, I know. I was just really talking about Matthew Barry. All right, Joe, give us some daily plays. All right. So for my daily dash this week, my star of the week is James Robinson. We're playing in old London, and he's playing Miami, who happens to not be very good at defending the run. So James Robinson, UM, starting to figure it out there. And uh, he's going to start feeding uh, James Robinson a little bit. So he's sitting there at 6,300. That is my start of the week. Uh, my QB starts. So I'm going to pay up for QBs this week. But I do have two value plays for you that can work out in a pinch. So Josh Allen and Mahomes are my two starts this week. Josh Allen's going to tear up Tennessee. He really made a statement last week. And Patrick Mahomes is pissed. And he is getting Washington, who is about to get destroyed. 82 and 8,300 respectively there. So you got to pay up for them. Davis Mills and Geno Smith at 52 and 51, respectively. Davis Mills gets Indy, whose defense just got torched last week by Lamar Jackson. Davis Mills throws about the same as Lamar Jackson does, so, hey, it it should work. And then Geno Smith against Pittsburgh. Uh, That defense hasn't quite figured it out all year, and I think he's, with those weapons, he can do quite a bit. So I'm not really fading anyone at quarterback this week. There's not a super obvious fade for me. Uh, At running back, we have... Antonio Gibson, there's a cluster of them right here at 65 to 6,300. Really, 63 to 6,000 right there. Antonio Gibson, 6,500 against KC. He's going to light them up. James Robinson, 63. We already went over him. DeAndre Swift is 6,300. And he gets Cincinnati, who they're going to be playing catch-up on Cincinnati after Jamar Chase puts up 200 yards again. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I know we just ragged on him, but he's 6,000 against the Giants. (laughs) I think this week he is a good start. I am fading Alexander Madison if Cook does not play. He is a really ridiculous matchup there. And Henry, King Henry, man, I'm not liking it this week against the Bills, so I'm going to fade him as well. Uh, at wide receiver, I would love to pay up for Devontae Adams at six thousand. He or nine thousand. Sorry, he gets Chicago. Jalen Johnson's not going to travel on him, so he's going to have a lot of opportunities to put up a ton of points, which is what he does. Uh, Scary Terry at seventy one hundred against KC awesome play for me. Jamar Chase is 6,700 against Detroit. We've already talked about that 200 yard game that's coming. Uh, DJ Moore gets, um, uh, what do we want to call him? The, uh, the cowboy, the swinging door, uh, Brashad Breeland right there. Uh, he is going to put up a ton of points. He's at 73. Jalen Waddles, a value play at 4,900 against Jacksonville and Mooney at 43 against Green Bay without GR Alexander. I am going to fade Stefan Diggs this week. It's, Allen's been spreading it around, so I'm not too confident in digs. At tight end, we got Dan Arnold against Miami at 3,000. That's a good start for me. Dalton Schultz against New England, 4,900. Hunter Henry against Dallas is 3,900. And Mark Andrews is 52 against the Chargers, who suck at defending the tight end. Uh, I'm going to fade Dawson Knox for the same reason we are fading digs. So give you my lineup. I'm actually really excited about this one. We got Josh Allen, DeAndre Swift, James Robinson, DJ Moore, T Higgins, Jalen Waddell, Dan Arnold, Antonio Gibson, and Jacksonville's defense. That is a cash game lineup. I think he put up a ton of money for you. So go make those dollars, people.
2: Sounds good. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of money in these single games.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I love I was, the single game underdogs.
2: I was uh, I was, even just on DraftKings, just drafting a, a lineup from a single game. Um, last week I won. This week I was winning until the fourth quarter happened, which is another reason I'm sad about what happened in that game. But yeah, go out there and make some money, people.
1: Joe, Joe, Joe will make
2: you. Joe will make you some quiche. Yeah, we'll get you that Don't three bucks
1: to give to ESPN Plus. Exactly. Yeah, you'll be able to see Matthew Barry every day.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Joe, get us out of here. All right, guys, it's been fun riding with you. Go win your leagues this week and follow up for our next podcast. We're going to do our game previews for the week. That's going to be a lot of fun too. You guys know where to find us. We expect to see you there. Goodbye.